What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. All right. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday morning, which means it's our Wednesday morning Bible study. Um, It looks different today. Uh, Today I'm working from home while Braden and Tori are are at the church, so that's why we got this split screen kind of look, but it's okay because uh, the beauty of today is with technology, we could be in multiple places and have the same conversation, even over video. So, uh, we do this you say before. Growing, huh? You say growing the word right where we are. Yeah, that's the goal. We want to grow together <laughs> right where we are. So, uh, today we're in Mark chapter 13. If you've been with us, we've been journeying through the book of Mark, or we've been having topical conversations about things that are just really kind of going on or that we might have questions about. And uh, we, we, I mean, we've been talking about this. It's a doozy of a text, right? It is a, uh, mm, let's just read it and then let's dive in. It's, uh, it's Mark chapter 13. It's end times text. And this is what Mark would have to tell us. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, and this is really interesting, let the reader understand in parentheses. Mark puts that in his in his writing. He says, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down or go in or get anything out of his house, and a man in the field must not go back to get his coat. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray it won't happen in winter. For those will be the days of tribulation, the kind that hasn't been from the beginning of creation until now and never will be again. If the Lord had not cut those days short, no one would be saved. But he cut those days short for the sake of the elect whom he chose. Then if anyone tells you, see, here is the Messiah, see there, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will arise and will perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. And you must watch. I have told you everything in advance. Okay, so if you're listening, I'm sure you can see why this would be an intense text, right? Uh, so, Tori, Braden, what are you guys, when you're reading this, what are you guys seeing in all of this? Well, I think the first few words, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, you're just like, what is he talking about? Yeah. And um, so that's why you texted me and I was like, wait. I don't like that scripture <laughs> it's like because it creates confusion. And I think that like at some point in the Bible, you're reading it and you have to say, okay, I don't understand this Lord. Like give me wisdom because we all do that. Like even you were talking to me and you're like, yeah. And we both were doing research We've you know, we've, we've all researched it before, but it's one of those things that it's like, God, what are you saying right here? What does this even mean? And so um, the, the same phrase is repeated in Daniel. And so that gives us a frame of reference. And like sometimes your Bible will have like these little letters on the side at the top above the names. And you're like, what is this? And that's like a reference. And you look to the side and it'll say Daniel, whatever. Um, I think this one says Daniel 927. And so then you have to go back and read and you're like, okay, somehow God is connecting these two scriptures. And so that's kind of where I would like to go because it helps our readers just like us who are saying, what does this mean, God? That's good. Um, so I've, I've got it pulled up. Uh, Daniel chapter 9, just real briefly, it's 25. He says, no one understand this, 
from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the an anointed one, that would be a, a reference to Jesus in the book of Daniel, the ruler, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be rebuilt with a plaza and a moat and in difficult times. After those 62 weeks, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. Uh, the people of the coming ruler will destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end will come with a flood, and until their end, there will be war, desolations are, uh, desolations are decreed. He will make a firm covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week, he'll put a stop to sacrifice and offerings. The abomination of desolation will be on a wing of the temple uh, until the decreed destruction is poured out on the desolator. So uh, this is if you're if you're unaware, Bible has. I like how you talk about the hyperlinks and paying attention to those. Like when you read the Bible, um, Daniel is often referred to as apocalyptic literature. So, like, uh, what does that mean? Um, apocalypse is is really interesting. Um, apocalypse. When we think of apocalypse, many of us think of like The Walking Dead or some kind of <laughs> in weird zombie thing or something like that. Uh, apocalypse could either be a reference to end times or um, I, I learned this here recently when you read the letters of Paul or um, the letters of Peter and they use the word, if you see the word revelation or revealed, it's the Greek word apocalypse. The, the word apocalypse means to uncover or to enlighten or to unveil or, or, or reveal. You know what I mean? So sometimes um, apocalypse is like when you're sitting and something just clicks in your mind that you never really uh, caught. Uh, that's a, that would be how Paul and Peter would reference apocalypse. It's like this, this aha moment where God has uh, unveiled or revealed something. But this is different. This is talking about end time stuff. Um, so there's a couple theories with the abomination of desolation. Um, we know the one who establishes it, uh, according to tradition, would be the Antichrist, right? Um, historically, when you look at like commentaries on this stuff, they believe that part of this was fulfilled in like 70 AD uh, when, I, I can't remember, the it was a Roman emperor goes and he basically destroys the temple and makes a sacrifice. He sacrifices a pig to Zeus in the temple. That would be, according to Jewish tradition, like uh, an abomination, right? Uh, desolation means to to like push people out or to be uh, uh, to to empty it. So whatever this item or person is, it's going to clear the temple, right? That's what. So and that's what what I think he's telling them to be aware of. Like when this item, it would probably be uh, many theologians think it's an item uh, that would point people to worshiping the Antichrist that would be positioned in the temple. And it would cause people to flee from it, you know. So, uh, I, what did y'all did y'all read anything else different than that when it comes to the abomination of desolation? No, I read those same those same theories, actually. Yeah, like my first instinct is like the Antichrist um, is coming, and like in Revelation, it does talk about. Um, that he does, and in Daniel, they both connect, like there's a statue and everyone's supposed to worship the statue. And so that standing, like it could be a person, but it also says it could be an object standing where it doesn't belong, you know, standing in a place of worship where it doesn't belong because God is the only place of worship. So there was a, I, I saw an interesting theory. Um, there was one where, you know, in, if you read the book, I think it's Revelations 13. 
um, where you have the dragon, which would be symbolic. Basically, you're going to see the unholy trinity. So just like we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in that one you would have the dragon, the beast from the land, and the beast from the sea. Um, the beast from the land, I think it's the beast from the land, uh, would be symbolic of the Antichrist or somebody who comes and establishes a universal... Sorry, my wife just tried to call me. Uh, tries to establish a universal government, universal currency system, that kind of thing. But the beast from the sea is in the religious system, and its whole purpose is to cause people to worship the Antichrist. So there's also the idea that the uh, the abomination of desolation would be that beast from the sea or a religious entity that causes somebody to worship. Um, maybe even a governmental entity is, is one way that they've said before. Which is crazy because... You kind of see some of that today. But anyways, not gonna nobody run for the hills just yet. Nothing's put in the bed. <laughs> um, so, so he says this. He, he One of the things that we need to pay attention to is Jesus tells us to be aware. Right? To, to be aware of what's going on. This is going to happen in Judea. Right? In the temple. Um, and he says, when you see this happen, flee the mountains. If, you, if you're on a housetop, don't go back and grab anything. If you're out in the field, don't go get your coat. Uh, and then he's like, man, I hope you're not pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> that, that part's like, oh. I think it's kind of crazy. He says, like this is scripture, pray that this will not take place in winter. Yeah. Like he's telling us, hey, you can pray for something. Like, and he's telling us, like, your prayers move. Like, your prayers change the environment. Like, they, your prayers change things. You know, this is going to happen. This has to happen because this is what God has ordained. This is the plan that God has put in motion um, for the end times. But he said, hey, you can pray that it's not going to be so bad. You can pray that it's not winter. You can pray. And, like, and when, you know, we refer to Daniel, and I love Daniel because if we went, a few more chapters over, even just one more chapter over, it, Daniel's had this vision and he's kind of honestly freaking out. What is this about? I'm so scared. You know, he's terrified and not eating. I'm just, and an angel comes to him and says, from the first time you prayed, I was warring to get here to you. And so like, there's something here where God wants to reveal something to his people, to Daniel, to all of us. And there's something else that we can do. We can pray, you know, and but God has set some things in motion that we might not understand and we don't, you know, but he's saying, I'm, tr I'm trying to show you. I love what Brayden was talking about before we got started about like our father trying to show us something. That's really good. Uh, it made me think about this. Like um, Jesus says that like he doesn't even know the time or the hour that he's coming back. So when, when he's like right here, he's like, pray it won't happen. And when you're kind of giving me that kind of same train of thought, like we know God has has this all planned out. But even Jesus, not the tribulation is, is symbolic of us knowing when Christ is about to come back. Right. We know it's seven years at the end of the seven. Uh, Jesus is going to come back. But like in that moment, I'm, I'm seeing Jesus kind of in that same kind of regard. Where he's like, yeah, you know, I don't even know the time or the hour. You know what I mean? So pray, pray it doesn't happen in winter. You know, maybe Jesus is a beach body. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's the, the idea of it not happening in winter. Nobody quote me on that. Listen, I know there's some people on YouTube that, anyways. Um, the idea the, behind praying it won't happen in winter would be because of how hard it would be to travel. Especially, that's why it was, he's talking about pregnant women. 
and nursing mothers uh, is it would be a tough time to travel, especially when all of this stuff. I mean, listen, we, we read the Bible. We see stories like the flood. And we think about like how rough that was, you know, or kind of seeing what Egypt went through in the book of Exodus. And he says there, there's never going to there's not going <laughs> to there hasn't been a day since the beginning of creation like this. And there won't be again. So, like, to put in perspective, these days, these seven years are going to be rough. But one of the questions I asked Tori yesterday, I said, uh, so where's the hope? You know what I mean? Like, what is the the goal is to read the Bible and understand that there's a hope for us to hold on to. Um, it's easy to read this. I know so many people that are so in times caught up that they're like paralyzed. Uh, I, we're talking about this in life group. Fear has two responses. It's to either overreact or to, to be paralyzed. We either over respond to something or we're paralyzed, which is why the Bible says uh, you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love and, and a sound mind. You know, so when you guys read this, what are you where? Where's the hope? Where, where's the hope that you see? Uh, I mean, for me, it's in the parallels to the rest of the stories that we that we come up through. Is you know that these things will happen and they're bad, <laughs> uh, but I've already overcome those things, and it's no different here. You know, God has a plan for us. He's here for us. He loves us. These things are going to happen, but He's going to deliver us from it. Yeah, that's good. So, that's right. That's the hope that I found in the, or I find every day in this. <laughs> Tori, what about you? What What's the hope or the goodness or what is it that you see that we can hold well, up? I'm going to go into like verse 21 that says, At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah. Look, there he is. Don't believe. And it talks about the false prophets and, and false messiahs. And so my hope is like at the very beginning, he says, let the reader understand like you're, Jesus is the way. Jesus is who you need to know. Jesus is who you need to talk to every day. You don't need to dive into Daniel and Revelation and have your, you know, try to figure out all these dragons and the women fleeing to the mountains and all these things. Like, you really need to know Jesus. And if you know Jesus and you're talking to Jesus every day, Jesus is the way. He's the only way. Then you won't be blinded. You won't be, um, you'll, you'll be in the spot you need to be. You'll be, you know, he's our hope. And so that's, I think he's just saying, hey, if you know me, you're good. You'll know who's not me, you know. Yeah. So my sheep know my voice. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, there's two words that go in alignment with that. He says, if possible. He said, they will do these things to lead people astray, if possible, the elect, which means that it may not work. You know, um, there's a, I want to, I'll close. Here's the hope that I see. Um, we talked about the fact that God would warn us is is exciting. You know what I mean? That God had a heart to say, hey, this stuff's coming. But two, we there's the text where he says that he shortens the days. Right. That God is during this time will make the day shorter. Um, just and I think that's just God being God being God, God being good. And then um, you talked about uh, looking at the, the reference points. And I think this will take us to the broader thing of looking at at the story. If you were to read this Bible, this text by yourself, we would be terrified. You know what I mean? It would be I mean, it'd be rough. So the, when you look at texts like this, you have to look at it through the lens of the grand narrative, right? So um, I, I've shared this on a Sunday. There was a pastor who used to watch a baseball game, or he would record his favorite baseball team playing. They had they had church all day Sunday, and before he'd go watch the game, he'd go check to see what the score was. So when he would watch the game, 
going into the game, he already knows his team, let's say they won that day. He knows that they won, but if their shortstop makes an error, he doesn't panic. Why? He knows the end result, right? The end result uh, of all of this is if we believe in Jesus, that we're going to be with him on a new in, in new heaven, on a new earth, here with him. So even though this time is scary, um, we can stay focused because we know the end result, right? We hold on to the truth. We hold on to the promise. Um, this, this story is, is a, I want to say a minor tribulation. It's actually called the great tribulation, um, in the grand narrative. You know what I mean? It is a, a hard time, but in the grand narrative, um, we will be seated with God. It, it, we already are seated with God in the heavenly places, but we will be walking with God on the new earth, you know, and that's revelations 20 through 22. So, uh, any concluding statement? Uh, I would just encourage you guys to, to stay positive uh, because we do know the end result. So just keep your mind on that, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, if, you find, if you find these times scary or, uh, you know, you overcome with fear or whatever, like we do have a hope and it's, it's going to be all right. So. Absolutely. I'd encourage the same thing. Stay aware, but stay on mission. You could be so future focused that you're presently ineffective. You know what I mean? And, and you could be so focused on the present that you're missing out on everything we're supposed to pay attention to looking forward. Stay balanced. Stay aware. Stay effective. Corey, anything? No, I just say you got to know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email. Post in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's this week's Bible study. Thank you guys for uh, joining me with this one. Uh, it's uh, definitely an exciting text. Uh, if you're watching us, man, we just want to tell you thank you for joining. If you got questions, post them in the chat. If there's something that stood out to you, uh, post that down in the chat. Um, we do this every Wednesday, 9 a.m., and the goal is this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope you have an amazing week. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.